Hello, Curve Community. It's me. It's me. Hi. Hi. Problem, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> I do wish I could sing, like, of all the things. I wish you could sing as well. I know, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Um, the point of interrupting this podcast before we've even got into it is actually just to ask you a really quick favor. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, it might be Spotify, it might be Apple. If you are listening, but you don't follow or subscribe, it's quite problematic for us. It really doesn't help in terms of getting into charts, in terms of building our audience and that kind of thing. So because there's such a small amount of you that follow us. 2%. 2% of you follow us. <laughs> I know, it's very low. And I don't know why. I think it's just that people don't realize it's helpful. So people probably just haven't done it yet. Or maybe they don't like us. But why oh. would you listen week after week? Exactly. Or even, you know, I don't think it's that. I hope it's not that. So, but if you do like the podcast and you enjoy the conversations that we're having and you think that this is something you want to stick around for a while, um, it would really help us if you could please hit the follow, the subscribe. If you want to leave a review, go for it. But honestly, like the number one thing is just following the show so that you, you know, all the episodes are downloaded automatically. Follow us, please. Yeah, yeah, follow us. It takes two seconds. That would be amazing. Like you could have done it by now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they have done it. Maybe. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to season two of Raising the Curve, a conversation for women who want to learn more about money, their money, for the future they want to have. The pursuit for financial confidence and increasing your wealth should be a simple one. So this is a place for you to learn about investing in finance in a non-scary or intimidating way. Thank you for being here and for listening, because together we really can raise the curve. This is wild, by the way. You should see how big our microphones are. (laughs) New studio. They're like giant cones. (laughs) I can't see your face. I know. And these screens in here with like our faces on them. And our branding. And it's all it's all a lot. A lot going on. I feel like Ariana Grande. <laughs> I feel like you yeah, feel like a celebrity in a studio. <laughs> you should have seen Vic's face. I used to work in radio, so I have actually been into these studios before. We're at the Media Work Studios where the Edge Breakfast normally do their broadcasting from. <laughs> and Vic honestly was like, Is this where celebrities go? <laughs> <laughs> to think that I'm sitting in the same seat as Dua Lipa or something, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, oh, the season two, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time coming. The season's going to be quite similar to season one in that Vic's just going to be playing the role of teacher and I'm going to be... <laughs> an obedient student. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I'm going to try to be an obedient student. I, I feel like it's hard, isn't it? Because the first, the first season we were kind of just, you know throwing shit at a wall <laughs> and hoping it would stick <laughs> and now we're in these like really beautiful studios we're gonna have to really pull our socks up so today we are going to learn about why we always say invest for the long term do you know what's funny is that this is Vic is constantly saying this to me and I reckon for about a year I've had invest for the long term so I've invested, <laughs> and I've just been like god come up with some new material Vic <laughs> that annoying friend <laughs> but now I get it it's it's a yeah I'm it's really starting to actually sink in and we actually had uh, an event the other night and one of the questions was like but what is long term and so I think it's a really good starting point is to actually define what do we mean by long term and what do we mean by short term? Because mm, I would have thought short term is like two, three months. I mean, long yeah. term is like a year and a half, but it's totally not, is it? It's like a, a long term relationship. It's like a couple of years. Short term is a couple of months. And investing, 
completely different. Right. <laughs> so what what would you say is like proper long term? So proper long term, like what's defined by the industry is anything over five years. But for me, I reckon 30 years is, is long term. 30 Yes. I think retirement time frame is long term. How do you live in the moment when you're thinking about 30 years? Away? Every time I buy a coffee, no, no, I Honestly, need to invest in long term. 30 years, I mean, wow, okay. Well, in 30 years' I'm time. I'm going to be 60. Yeah, roughly, yeah, we'll be at re- near retirement or at retirement. And so for me, that is long term. Short term is anything before 10 years, I reckon. But in, in the industry, short term's anything before five years okay but I guess it's not defining short and long term it's it should be rephrased to invest for as long as you can Hmm. if that makes sense the longer the better in any no matter what age you are because if you're 60 your long term isn't 30 years because you're Sorry to say it. I mean, they might live to 90. <laughs> they might, know. yes. Especially My granddad was 104 nearly. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. That's crazy. But it's means, it just means that your long term is probably going to be different to, to your parents' long term, for example. So long term for my mum might be seven, eight years. Yes. For me, it's 30. Yes. So it's like the longer, the better. So we should really be investing from day dot. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we say start yesterday. It kind of makes sense why you own a house in Greyland and I am still wondering if I can buy Uber Eats. No, but I think it's that's it, isn't it? It's like even five years makes such a massive difference in the long term. Exactly. exactly. You've been investing now, what, for like properly investing? Properly investing probably for, I want to say like 10 years. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it, I didn't have a lot of money at uni because I was spending it on other what things. were you spending on, Victoria? <laughs> Your typical student expenses. Some KGBs and <laughs> <laughs> vodka cruises. Exactly. Um, Snob lipstick. Remember that horrible MAC lipstick that we used to wear? And it was like bright pink. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Yes. And that oh, was expensive. Yeah. It was like $40. Like pastel, pastel lipstick. Like nobody yeah. looked good with that colour shade lipstick. Yeah. And like goons. Oh my god, goons. Those, yeah, is that what they're called? I remember I drank a goon once and I ran into a glass wall. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I probably, probably had like a half of a goon. I just remember being so excited and I ran towards some friends and just fully like, it was so bad. I feel like that's something you would do sober as well. Yeah, just <laughs> I had a migraine for like a week and a half. It was Ooh, so, so painful. Jeez. Um, so anyway, anyway, um, we got a sidetracked. Yes, so yeah, I've probably been investing for about about ten years. You know, as soon as I started actually having a full time job, and I was actually putting some money away for KiwiSaver and for like dipping, you know, dipping my toe into certain stocks that I was interested in. So yeah, I've probably been investing investing for about ten years. It's so. amazing. And you were learning because you would have been learning about investing it. Uni, so what, that would have been even before then. So by the time you started investing, you had a pretty solid base as to what you were of doing. Of knowledge, yes, yeah. yeah. But gosh, definitely made some mistakes, that's for sure. Have you, actually? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you say that and I don't believe you. Well, you don't really go around being like, I lost money in this, I lost money in this. <laughs> Nobody does. No, everyone only ever tells their good stories. Mm. It's like, I invested in Bitcoin and it's gone up 100%. Well, can yeah. you tell me one bad investment you made and you actually lost money on it? Yes. More than $1,000, like actually lost money. Yes. So this was probably in my previous role. I feel bad naming the company because it was like, it was such a good 
company. But don't hire that. Sucks her job. <laughs> no, it's more like I just don't want to name the company. Does it matter though? Because no, it was... no. It's... So you're working as a fund manager. Yes. Yeah. And I invested in a company, and it was like a healthy. It was kind of like a tank, I guess. Yum. Like a tank juice bar, but it was more like healthy food. And I was like, oh, this is a like, health and wellness trend. This is a structural, structural growth. growth. Oh. Exactly. And then it was like the founder was there and like he was he was driving the growth. They were rolling out all these stores. And I think that the stock just got ahead of itself and they had unrealistic targets of what they could achieve. And in hindsight, which is great, <laughs> the targets that they were trying to achieve in terms of the stores they were rolling out was just, they were opening like, it's one store a week kind of thing, which Whoa. was just unrealistic. unrealistic. But I just jumped on the bandwagon. Head, head rose tinted glasses and just took what they said as gospel. And it was a huge learning curve. Did you invest quite a lot in it? Excuse the pun. Did you invest a lot? Uh, yes. Like how much? It was part of a fund. It's like 50 grand or more. Wow. <laughs> so what happens in a staff meeting when you've lost, say, like hundreds of thousands of dollars? You're hey, like, oopsies. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's part and parcel of the day job. You get them wrong. But now I've learnt, don't take what management say as gospel. You know, you have to do your own research and think logically, can they open that many stores? My boss didn't care. Well, he did. But it was more, <laughs> it was more sit me down and say, what have you learnt? And you know, we do say you learn the most from your mistakes and you definitely do it when there's money behind it, 100%. <laughs> do you feel one of those, like, did you feel that loss, even though it wasn't your own personal money? I think it's more intense because it's not your money. So You have to answer mm. to clients that you've lost money. But also that's why we run a fund. You've got 40, 50 companies in there. So yes, one blows up, but as long as the other 49 or 39 do well then smooth sailing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Diversify. Diversify, Etc, etc. Et I think we just diversified off track a bit. Yes, we really <laughs> did. So investing for the long term. So yes. it's anything really plus like 10, 20, 30 years ideally. Yes, the longer the better. And this all comes down to risk. Your favourite word, risk. <laughs> I think I'm a bit of a baby when it comes to risk, to be honest. Like if everyone was like, let's jump off this cliff, I'd be like, is everyone else coming? <laughs> I'll only do it if everyone else does. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always say investing involves risk, and it does. And then risk is just the volatility of the asset. So the volatility of the shares or of the share price. I find that word a bit confusing. Volatility means what? The movement up and down. So cash, for example, very low risk because and it's you not don't volatile. Look, you don't look in your bank account and go, oh gosh, it's up. Oh gosh, it's down. Oh, you log in and you've got a hundred dollars in there. Tomorrow you're going to log in, there's going to be $100 in there. So, you know, it's kind of... So that's there's, not there's no There's pretty much no movement mm-hmm. in cash in the bank. So therefore, there's no risk. Well, very low risk. <laughs> Whereas shares, you look at them, they go up, they go down, they go up, they go down, they go down. So there's a lot of volatility, which means there's a lot of risk. Okay. Does that kind of... Yeah, no, yeah. it does. And then okay. I guess you look at something like cryptocurrency. Oh, and it's gosh. like up 25%, <laughs> down 25%. My flatmate actually opened his like crypto wallet on his phone the other day. I'd never seen one before. And I was like, oh my goodness. It was, it, honestly, it felt like I was peeping into another world. I was just like, this is wild. <laughs> It's fascinating though, and and that is real volatile, right? Because he was saying that every day he goes in, and the little red number at the bottom could be up sixty yeah. percent or down sixty percent. Like it's oh, not, yeah, consistent by any means. No, and that's that's why we say invest for the long term because so the advantage of long term investing is that the the relationship between the risk or the volatility 
and time means that over time that risk is lowered, that volatility is lowered. So if it's you spread out. It's spread out. So if you looked at a long term chart of like Australian market, the US market, the New Zealand market, they all go up and to the right. The more you zoom out, so say you went five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, thirty years It's an uphill it's, climb. It's all uphill to the right. So that's why we say invest for the long term so that you have the best chance of getting that uphill to the right in your investment. Sorry, was I yeah. need to add something? There? No, no, sorry. I was, <laughs> I, like just, I was just thinking, I was like, is that, is that, does that make no, sense? Is it that, does make that, sense. Yeah. No, it does. Because I guess, I mean, if you're thinking in terms of an uphill, steady climb, like maybe if you're looking short term, you see the volatility. But yes. what you're saying is over a long period of time, it's almost stretched out and as an overarching trend in every stock market mm. long term view it's an uphill yes and if you and yes there's little blips but because you've zoomed out so much they're, they're little blips whereas if you zoomed in that could be down it could be flat with a big correction in the middle you know there's 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 a lot more volatility or movement up and down when you zoom in is the reason that every stock market is going up in terms of a long term view is that because the companies that are listed are generally more than not successful and therefore the money that people are investing is growing these companies and therefore growing the value of the stocks and therefore returning to their... Yes, exactly. So all the marketers... So when when we talk about the US market or the Aussie market, we're talking about the main index there. So the the S&P 500 in the US, the ASX 200 in Aussie, and then in New Zealand it's the NZX 50. So that is just a bunch of a whole lot of companies. So yes, you're right. It's it's all those companies that ha- are growing their earnings. It's also the underlying economy. So we all know that we, we're not in recession at the moment or we're not in a period of a really long recession. There is economic growth, or what we call GDP, which is gross domestic product, which is the just the measurement. And that's growing, you know, sometimes around 2 to 3% each year. So you've got that underlying growth. So you've got company growth on top of that. So over the long term, economies are growing in general. If they're all going backwards, gosh, we'll be in a dire situation. Mm. <laughs> so it, it all comes down to more people on the planet, producing more goods. So it's just, it's just more more activity, more growth. And yes, that fuels that, as well as inflation. So when prices are steadily rising, then companies are generating revenue, they're generating profit, and that is reflected in their stock price. It's a part and parcel of the world growing, really. Mm -hmm. That's why we say nobody knows what's going to happen in the short term because there's so many drivers in the market. Like you just said, company earnings, which is what we call the micro side of the market. And then there's macro side of the market, which is more of the economy, interest rates, inflation, all that stuff going on. But if you zoom out, take a long-term view, markets will go up. So that's why we say invest for the long term. So really, it's a no-brainer investing in stocks because, I mean, yes, of course, there might be a few bad ones along the way, but overall, it's increasing in value so as much as we're all sitting here like newbies like me being like oh my god this is so scary actually Mm. the trend in general is a really positive one weren't you saying something like the stock market has gone up even more than the property market has in New Zealand yes in terms of the yearly returns yeah so the NZX 50 has gone up about over 10% per year over the last nearly 20 years 
And what's the property market doing? And the doing? property market's like 8% in Auckland. That's just Auckland. But that's because you're taking on a bit more risk. There's less risk investing in the property market because there's less volatility. And New Zealand's got a property market of its own. <laughs> but here is a stat for you. Oh, I love a good stat. <laughs> so the NZX, so the New Zealand stock market, over the last 20 years, there's only been five years where the market ended down. What? So 15 out of 20 years of the last 20 years, the New Zealand market has finished up. And up can be like wow. 20%, 30%. It could be 2%. So all those people out there that are like, oh, but I'm going to wait for a market pullback or I'm going to wait for a correction before I invest my money. You could be waiting five years even longer. And you're missing out on all and those returns. you're missing out on all those gains while you're waiting for what might not actually happen. It's, it's like you say, it's a no-brainer. I'd rather invest now, get those gains for five years. Yes, maybe lose a little bit if there is a correction and then continue on those gains. Yeah, that, that's why. And the same in Aussie. So in Australia, same period of the last 20 years, there's only been four years where it's ended negative. That's incredible. Yeah. So this is why we say invest for the long term. If you put your money in for the 20 years, like, you would have had four corrections, but it's it's meaningless in the scheme of things, really. Yeah. It's like if you look at, you know, the boyfriends you've had across your life. Mm. You've probably had a few plonkers in there. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because there's a few goodies. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like you've got to kiss a few frogs to get it, you know? Like, you've got to take always, the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was going for. I was struggling to <laughs> find my frogs. analogy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's bad as well is that I've actually still got money in Australia and I have been thinking – I'm actually not going to bring that over through transfer-wise because, you know, when I first moved over to Australia, the, the dollar was so much stronger and I've been that classic. It's been years. I remember saying to you, honestly, probably four years ago, like, I've got my money over here and I, I don't know if I should – I'm just How so annoyed at myself. Well, I mean, there's only 10 grand, but for me that's a lot. Yeah, and it's just in the bank. Yep. So it's probably earning maybe 1%. Plus, you've probably got bank fees. Awesome. No, I do. I get heaps of bank fees. Okay, so you're probably... I keep saying, like, minus $13 bank stuff. I'm like, oh, damn it. Cool. So you're probably getting nothing. I'm probably... <laughs> or you're probably you're probably getting that negative 3 Well, maybe I'm going honestly going backwards because there are some weird deductions that I can see. It's like... So... I know. I know. <laughs> so, okay, let's work backwards. If I was to ask you how much money... Do you want at retirement? I mean, I don't know. Like a couple of hundred, couple of hundred grand, or is that not enough? Let's do maybe three. Three hundred. Yeah. Okay. Three. So you. I want to be able to buy some pastries (laughs) and some yum treats. So three hundred grand, and you've got ten thousand in your bank in Aussie at the moment. Uh, Are you laughing at my teen ground? It no, I'm doing my maths. Funny. (laughs) Doing my maths. So you'd need at least. You need to be getting about 10% per year for the next 30 years. And you're getting probably negative two. So I need to up (laughs) myself by 13%. But but how amazing that you could just, if you just sat down for half an hour, an hour, and actually put some time in and and changed it and put it into a fund. I mean, I'm ignoring currency and all that. Say you put into a fund manager that's generating 10%. You could literally sit back and relax and know that you've got... Can buy my pastries when I'm 80. You've got, yeah, you'll be able to buy pastries. It seems like a no-brainer. Yes, okay, Vic, but I'm working Sorry. very hard on the curve stuff, <laughs> <I know>. okay? <laughs> but I have no but, spare time. <laughs> but honestly, the number of people like no. in your situation that go, oh my gosh, that's amazing, and they, they genuinely want to do it, and then they, they leave our event or they 
they stop listening to the podcast and then they forget about it and then it's month time and they still haven't done it. It's all it's I'm literally weird, who, yeah. this is exactly I'm you're talking to the audience. <laughs> I want to rephrase that though. If I was to say to you, Soph, I'll give you three hundred thousand dollars for an hour's work. Oh my god. Would you take it? Well, yes, I would make some time in my very busy schedule. I think ever I would say yes. Gosh. Oh, and that's kind of, I guess, the mentality of how. That's you a great way to reframe yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone should think. Or just spending money on looking after your finances, mm. whether it be your tax return and you're going to get some tax back, or. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, I'm going to put that on. Because it all adds bloody up. boring. Mm. But actually. Yeah. It's so worth your time. Yes, definitely. Do you know, recently I've had this huge urge. It's I don't know how it's taken me so long, but within the last probably week, week and a half, I've all of a sudden felt this real will to want to start investing properly. Yay! I don't know why it's taking me so long, but it's I've just got, got to a point recently where I'm like, oh, no, I actually, I've got this. You know, if I actually put some time and effort and energy in, yeah. I can totally make this happen for myself. I just actually have to do that. Well, I think com- I've been sort of sitting back and feeling a bit still overwhelmed, still scared, still just like not ready. Well, you're learning and I think maybe you've probably got to a level now where you I have some kind of understanding yeah. where I'm like, oh, okay. Which is great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the idea that there is going to be ups and downs and it's not, it's not going to be perfect sailing, but – that overall, even just hearing what you were saying about the markets generally, other than four or five years out of 20 finishing up, mm. it's like a no-brainer. Like yeah. just step in the door, you know, yeah. like just open the door, dip a toe in. <laughs> and it's good to remember those things because you might start and then the market market might be down 20%, say. But then it's just thinking, no, this is probably one out of very few years that this happens. It's kind of like I remember swimming in Bondi. And, oh, I, and I was like, that's our Bondi days, by the way. <laughs> and I'm like, there's sharks in here, there's sharks in here. You start thinking about the actual stats around how many people have been killed by shark attacks, how many people swim in the ocean, and the likelihood that's going to happen to you. And so you start thinking when you invest, if you invested and then you have your first year is really bad, it's thinking, okay, we'll look at the stats over the long term. Markets have gone up every year except four or five, depending on Australia or New Zealand, wherever you're investing. So it's just taking those stats and remembering them and, and and not getting emotional about the fact that you may have lost some money. I must say, I have thought about the shark attacks too <laughs> and I feel like if there's anyone to get attacked by a shark, it would probably be me. <laughs> as long as I can swim faster than you, then I'm like... <laughs> I actually have just started surfing recently and I'm purposefully going to get not a black wetsuit. <laughs> You're going to get one of those stripy ones and look like a zebra. Yes, 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 because I need to make it very clear to sharks that I am not their food. Oh, gosh. Okay, so investing for the long term generally means that you are going to be able to weather the volatility of the market in those years that are a little bit shit, the shark years, because in the long term, you're going to be up regardless. Yes. Vic, I was actually recently watching Wolf of Wall Street just to get some um, (laughs) real motivation for my investing career. Firstly, shocked at the behaviour of all men during that time. Oh, I it know. was disgusting. And to think that the market was actually like that. Was it really? So, do people talk about the glory days and in investing? And it was like that. I personally wouldn't say they're glory days, but they're like but the guys outrageous would. days. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. snorting cocaine off people's bums and stuff. I was like, people's. oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's generally the woman, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I think that's because there was so few women in the industry then. 
I mean, there's a few more now, but there's still very little that that behavior was okay. And treating your clients like terribly was okay. And just getting as much money. And there's a lot more regulation now in place. Thank goodness. But yeah, some of some of the scenes of that and also what they did to clients is just crazy. So Matthew McConaughey, I'm a big fan. Oh, same. Something about the way he talks is so hot. But he did say something that I thought, oh my God, this is how I feel about the stock market. And I wanted to play it to you because I feel like it definitely encompasses how probably a lot of us feel <laughs> about you and people in the industry that tell us all of this information. So I'm just going to play this bit. Just oh give gosh. me a second. I'll try to get my technicals. <laughs> Number one rule of Wall Street, nobody, I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles, least of all stockbrokers. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all a fugazi. You know what a fugazi is? No, fugazi. It's a uh, fake. Yeah, fugazi, fugazi. It's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a f- fairy dust. It doesn't exist. It's never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It it's not fucking real, right? All right. right. Now, oh god, <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> it's <laughs> all fake. <laughs> I'm kidding. I guess the thing he's missing there, or the caveat that's missing, is he's more short-term focused. And and that, I, I agree with him. Nobody knows what's going. I'm mean, not that it's fake, but I agree with him in that nobody knows what's going to do short-term. If it's going to go up, it's going to go down. It's going to go in circles. <laughs> Right. And, and and people that tell you that they do know what's going to happen don't. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month. But I do know over the long term that markets tend to go up. So it, actually it's kind of sort of true what you're saying. True. yes. Interesting. To a degree. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, I guess that's the whole admit, point of this yeah. episode though, right? Is yes. that, yes, in the short term we might not know what's happening. Mm. In fact, we definitely don't know what's happening. Exactly. There's going to be some shark years. Yes. You know, you might get a Bit little in. bite here and there. <laughs> But it's going to heal and you're going to swim. And you're going to keep swimming. Swim in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. You're going to keep swimming up to the right. Yeah, okay. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Okay, you always tell me to edit out your singing, <laughs> so don't do it when we're recording. <laughs> okay, so invest for the long term. Yes. As long as you can, depending on your situation. Invest for as long as you can is probably a better slogan. Yeah, it actually really is, isn't it? For me, I could invest for 30 years. Yes. For my mum, she might not be able to. Exactly. I so, hope so, but same. But you never Sarah. know. Oh. Love her. Mm. <laughs> Invest for the long term. It's hard when you're thinking about like people our age who might be wanting to save for a house or, you know, that money you can't really just put away for ever and or thirty years and think, I'm never gonna need that because that's kind of also unrealistic. That's true. And I think maybe there's an approach to investing in say three buckets or two buckets and it's saying, Okay, this is gonna be my shorter term investment. Maybe I'll take a bit little a little bit less risk because I want that investment in five years to buy a house, for example, to pay for a wedding, to buy a new car, whatever. But then for the other part or the other bucket, I'm gonna do a much more longer term view and take a lot more risk. Because mm. I'm you know, so it's kind of splitting it up or or putting it in buckets for different goals is maybe a better way to look at it. Because yes, there are short shorter term times where we need our money or or shorter-term investment goals, and that's fine. But, yeah, maybe split it into buckets if you know what those shorter-term and longer-term goals are. It would be really great to do an episode on that, actually. Mm, yeah. Like how to figure out what your investing goal is, what you're wanting to achieve, and then therefore what kind of 
investments should you be looking for? How long should that be in there for? Because I wouldn't have a clue really how to mm. bucket my investments. Yes. I'd love to do that. Maybe yeah. we could look at doing that this season. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hmm. Bucket investing. <laughs> I feel like every industry talks about buckets, you know, marketing. They're like, all the marketing buckets. buckets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like this has been a very good episode. However, I'm aware of the fact that we have been potentially rambling. rambling. <laughs> so should we just do a quick summary on the key takeaways for everyone for this episode? Yes. Okay, so first one I would say is invest for the long term or invest for as long as you can. And your long term and my long term might be different. The second point would be that remember the stats over the long term markets tend to go up and to the right. And the third one is Matthew McConaughey was only half right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad a point that I brought to the table made it into the summary. We actually would love to do some Q&As for this season of Raising the Curve. So if you've got any questions on anything, it doesn't have to be what we've talked about in this episode. But um, if you want to jump into the Instagram account and just send us a DM or go onto our website, thecurve.co.nz, at the end of each episode from now on, we're going to answer a few questions. So, yeah. We would love to hear from you. So if you slide got. into our DMs. I was going to say that. And I was like, is it creepy? Who knows? Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Raising the Curve. Please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And we would also love for you to share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it. For more information about The Curve and how you can learn more, head to thecurve.co.nz or find us on socials at the underscore curve nz.